1: If it's social, then you really could be it. You
0: can't have what people say, it's so serious. Because you're social, you're a leader, and you're serious. Now, Carrie Kirpin.
1: So today, I had a really great opportunity, and that was the chance to talk with Katie Bisbee, who's the Chief Marketing Officer at DonorsChoose.org. DonorsChoose, she'll tell you all about the organization, but it's an organization that I support and think is so incredible because it helps arm public school teachers with the supplies that they need to help create an impact at the school level. Um, I believe that it's just an organization that really inspires me and hopefully will inspire you when you hear the story. And I also think in terms of Katie, what I found so interesting was her opportunity to really combine two passions that she loves, which are uh, marketing and creating a social impact. So here's to social good today and look forward to talking to Katie at Donors Choose. Welcome to the show, Katie. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm
2: thrilled to be here. So, Katie,
1: I do want you to tell me the story of your career, uh, but I also want you to start today uh, with the organization where you work and tell us a little bit about Donors Choose because it is such an incredible organization.
2: For sure. Oh, thank you. So I'm the, the chief marketing officer for DonorsChoose.org, and we are a, a nonprofit organization. Our mission is to make sure teachers have what they need in their classrooms to teach, uh, everything from books to microscopes to technology they need in their classroom, and that they don't have to go out of pocket to pay for it. So the the model, the way we administer that mission is through a crowdfunding uh, platform. So public school teachers re- request these items that they need in their classrooms. Donors can make donations towards those items we ship the items to the school, and then the donor gets thank you notes and photos of the students using the supplies they donated towards.
1: Yes, the reason I asked you to describe it first is that I just think it's the most incredible organization and has had such an impact for students uh, across the public school system. It's it's really, it's just been unbelievable to watch. I know that we at Likeable at my company, we've participated and it's just been unbelievable. And so kudos to you uh, for what you and the team have done there. Thank you. And I, I now I want to know how you got to this position at a CMO level. Give me kind of your whole backstory of your career and how you got to be where you are today, where you're able to make such a difference uh, in the lives for these kids and teachers.
2: Sure. So my, uh, my background um, is I've always been interested and like marketing and consumer psychology. And I've also always been interested in social impact. And those two themes have always at least one of them has been in my career at all times, mm-hmm. um, but not necessarily both at the same time. So uh, I've gone for-profit nonprofit, MBA, for-profit nonprofit.
1: That's like the wow. Like that the was earth. a really succinct good roadmap right there. I love that. <laughs>
2: That's the structure of what I've done, and I've done everything from uh, market, uh, market and uh, and public opinion research, to um, starting up a, a customer acquisition business, to uh, running events for a nonprofit, uh, to running the marketing here at at DonorsChoose.org. And I've been in my current, uh, I've been at my company, not necessarily in my current role for nine years, which it feels like such a long length of time. But the reason that I, I love what I do so much is it really combines those two things. I get to do marketing and think about it every day. And I get to do it for uh, like in, in marketing. It's akin to selling, I think. So I'm getting to sell like helping uh, helping public school teachers. And our, our business is incredibly well run, which I think is pretty r- pretty rare for um, for an organization like us as well. So, uh, so yeah, that, those things all combined, uh, keep me here. And, so that's, and that's, what me keeps what you,
1: that's what keeps you engaged in that role for nine years growing within an organization, obviously different roles throughout those nine years, but keeping you, keeping you there is about the fact that you're able to accomplish the two passions within your life, which is really marketing and the social impact. That's incredible. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I feel like I'm one of the lucky people in the world who loves what
1: I do. <laughs> it's it's amazing. And did you feel like when you were earlier in your career that there was no answer to that combination of the two things. I know a lot of people, even for myself, you know, I knew I was interested in marketing and I also thought I was interested, ironically, for uh, with donors too, in teaching and, um, and kids working with children. And then I ended up finding uh, an opportunity with Disney that sort of combined the two in an odd oh, sort of way. Uh-huh. And it was like, I remember feeling like, does this really exist? You know, the fact that you could kind of make your own sort of hybrid that, taps into your passions. Did you earlier in your career feel like you wouldn't be able to find that?
2: Yeah, that and yes, I definitely did. And and what's even more true and I'm I'm wondering if this is the case with you too is that at the time, like I might not have felt like I understood what what my market research firm really had to do with my long-term goal or how it was related to social impact. Uh, and I could say that about each of my roles, but looking back, the thread becomes very clear (laughs) and it's clear that even if I didn't know it at the time at this market research firm where I was doing a lot of studies on for corporate clients on how they would measure the impact of their marketing, but I was also doing, we did a lot of political polling for elections and like what has to do, like that is like more about social impact than anything else, uh. So it's almost like maybe I didn't realize those themes were actually present in everything I was doing.
1: Oh, for sure. It's kind of like everything else where hindsight is 2020. 20, and you look back and you say, Oh, I know how this led me to the next step in my career. I totally get it. And, and it it does, it really brings it to light for you. And I, I have had that experience definitely throughout my career. Uh-huh. So, Katie, talk to me a little bit about how donors choose uses social media to help kind of increase its impact and get the word out.
2: Sure. And I'd love to set the stage by, uh, by explaining how we're different from like another B2C organization as Perfect. a nonprofit. Perfect. So uh, in terms of raising awareness for our cause and acquiring new people to give, technically it's very much like a retail company getting someone to come on their site and buy a pair of shoes. Except that in our case, we want someone to come on our site and make a donation to a classroom. So a lot of the functions or the way we think about it very similar to retail or similar to e-commerce. But the really big difference is, is that uh, when you give, you don't get anything in return. Uh, well, right. with us, you get thank you notes from the teachers and pictures of the students using the resources, but uh, but you don't get a pair of shoes in the mail. So. You have to have this really uh, emotional, heart-tugging reason for people to come and give. And you have to make it incredibly personal to them. And it's really hard to achieve that through advertising. Yes. Um, so really, for I think for charities, it's critical for us to be using word of mouth as our main driver for not only for getting new people to come to our site, but also for getting them, once they've given, to come back and give subsequent times. So for us, social is the, is like the absolute key to that. And our ability to arm our donors and our teachers in our community with social tools so that they can share uh, their passion for donorschoose.org is, is probably one of the most important things our teams work on in order to drive that awareness and then that repeat giving.
1: Wow, so it's less about you putting stuff out there and more about arming the people who love you with tools to get stuff out there. You just said it so succinctly.
2: It <laughs> took us, it took us so long to figure that out.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I, that's I love exactly it.
2: Exactly. It. I mean, if we uh, if we push content from our social channels, yes. like sure, people interact with it and get excited, but it won't get someone to come make a donation. But if you see that a uh, Childhood friend of yours who's now teaching needs something for her classroom, or if you hear from a friend of yours who's just uh, totally passionate about uh, giving to donors choose, like those are the occasions that will suck you in and get you excited to
1: give. And so, tell me a little bit about some examples of what you've done to arm sort of your your donors choose army with these tools and how they get it out there. Mm-hmm.
2: One of my uh, one of my favorite examples that is one of our most successful drivers of donations or revenue is that we encourage teachers to hook their hook together their donorschoose.org and their Facebook account, and once they've done that, we on their behalf automatically post milestones that they have with choose on their Facebook wall, so when a teacher posts a project, say, for a class set of dictionaries, we will put a post on their wall on their behalf saying Mrs. Smith is requesting dictionaries for her students. And then uh, when people make donations to those to that project, we will post that on, on her Mrs. Smith's Facebook wall, uh, shouting out her friends who've made donations or community members who've made donations. And then we even have... A couple of really fun posts when the project is funded that are like adorable and heartwarming about the supplies being shipped to the classroom and that uh that like connection between our teachers and and Facebook that we do on their behalf uh will drive several million dollars in donations to classrooms this school
1: year as opposed to content we push out from our Facebook page, which is not wow. nearly that much. So the impact comes from when the teachers are sharing, it sounds like. That's the primary the primary locator.
2: It is. We also uh, post-checkout have Facebook sharing for donors where they can share the project they funded. And that also is a significant driver of of new donations to our site, but not as much as the teacher sharing.
1: And what networks do you find that teachers are most comfortable sharing on? In my experience as a mom now, I'm thinking about as a mom, like sometimes the teachers, they do so much and they don't even ask, right? Like they just, they're taking money out of their own pocket to fund these things and Is there a hesitancy to ask, or do you find that now they're getting more accustomed uh, with working with organizations like Donor Shoes that they're able to ask and feel comfortable asking? And what networks are they using to do it? That was two Mm -hmm. in one there. Totally. So, you know, it wasn't until a couple of years ago that we ever
2: um, encouraged teachers to fundraise or equipped them with tools to fundraise or that we gave them tips and tricks on doing it. We basically never felt like we should ask them to do that because our, our job is to get their projects funded. And then we just noticed when donors were leaving comments on our website that so many of them already knew the teacher they were supporting. And we realized teachers were fundraising anyway, but we just were doing nothing to help them. Right. So it's only been in the last few years that we've been doing all of the kind of education and empowering and tools around fundraising as of today, half of teachers on our site fundraise for their projects. And of that half, I'm guessing there are a large number who don't feel totally comfortable doing it. But mm. when we give them an email template or show them a video of a teacher who's uncomfortable fundraising, like overcoming that fear, they get ex- like they get excited to give it a try. So half of teachers are fundraising. And then... The channels that work best, the number one channel by far is email because wow. it's just like a direct connection between the teacher and their friend. Wow. And then the second is Facebook. The third is Twitter. And we have not done much to help teachers with Pinterest and Instagram, but that's definitely on our, on our list of things to do.
1: And how about with donors? So you mentioned that it's not just teachers who are helping to get the word out; it's also donors and sharing what they've what they've donated, what they've done. Um, Does the network or philosophy change for donors as opposed to teachers? I would imagine that socially, uh, it might be more about the social sharing of "look, I just donated." Here's what I got. You know, something along those lines might be more. It might be they more be might be more apt to do that socially than versus email, right? I mean, I that's just natural behavior. Like, I think when you donate and you share that you donated, that that allows for sort of that more viral capability. Whereas a teacher sending out to the class, sending out to in in their contained environment, might perform better.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I I would agree with you. I would definitely think that they'd be more comfortable over social. And then the one other tool that donors have that. They do or they participate in is purchasing uh, DonorsChoose.org gift cards and giving yes, them yes. to friends and family, yes. which we see that a lot around the holidays. And it's so it's more like giving, a gift, giving the gift of giving.
1: Yes. We and, actually do that for all of our clients. As I was telling you earlier is that one of the things that we do in a client gift is we give every client a DonorsChoose gift card because it allows them to have their own social impact and it allows us to feel really good about giving. That's awesome! Yeah, thank you. For everyone, doing that. everyone should do it. Every company who's listening, now should do that because it it, it is great, and it's such a great feeling um, to let for me for us to let our customers choose who they would help is such a great thing, and it just helps raise awareness about the kind of incredible programs that you guys do. Mm, I love it that you guys do that. Of course. So, do you do no social advertising, and do you put out things in your own community, or is it all about empowering others?
2: So we do no advertising. We don't have an advertising budget um, at all. If you can believe it, we just hired a month ago, our first full-time social media staff member at DonorsChoose.org. And we have been posting content on our channels, but we've only been doing it as a small portion of one team member's time. And we, the really the main like the main reason why we just bit the bullet and finally hired someone is we just felt like we had so many community members who were excited about and talking about donors choose and we were doing nothing to high five them so we Absolutely. would have these tweet, we would see these tweets of teachers with the most amazing pictures of their kids tearing open their donors choose boxes with glee and we would never share that or retweet that, let alone favorite it or say thank you to the teacher. Um, and I, wow. I, think I I just saw one too many of those excited teachers talking about us where we were not responding to them that it just we just decided to hire someone. And I think maybe in a year, I'll probably feel a lot better about the amount of content that we're pushing out and how that content performs.
1: Absolutely. And I think that it sounds like the primary... Uh, reason that you did it is is not even as much about pushing out content creation. It's more about the curation of that incredible content that you're getting from people who are so grateful to be a part of Donors Choose.
2: Definitely, I mean, I I was kind of I've kind of been under the assumption that uh, that we were one of the last organizations to get that. That's why social is so important. <laughs> like I always <laughs> heard social listening as a yes. buzzword, but yes. until I saw the actual teachers, that we were completely just ignoring basically, uh, I didn't fully like digest what that meant.
1: Exactly. Like you're, (laughs) you were listening to them. You saw that they were there, but you did not have the resources to be able to respond or actually create impact from that. So I think it's, it's so great that you hired someone. That's really exciting. Thank you. We're we're psyched about it. Really exciting, and so what's next for you guys on your sort of roadmap? What what's next for donors choose either socially or just as an organization as a whole? What are you focusing on?
2: The immediate thing that we're focusing on is the holiday giving season. But uh, you know, one thing as an organization that we're exploring is the idea of serving in addition to classroom needs of teachers and students um, serving life needs that students have in the teacher's classroom. So Mm -hmm. occasionally we'll see teachers requesting, uh, there was a teacher last year in Seattle who in the middle of the winter requested coats for her students that were coming to school cold because they couldn't afford coats. And we've seen other teachers request healthy snacks for their classrooms when their kids are coming to school with empty bellies. And it just occurred to us that, uh, like we're in a position to help there. So we're actually doing a a, a study. There's a, a, a group called Inspire that is, does pro bono consulting for nonprofits with volunteers from Deloitte consulting. Amazing! They're doing a big exploration for us, which includes talking to our teachers and donors to see if that expansion makes sense for us. And then we're going to just do a small pilot this winter and... I'm really hopeful that the exploration will show that that we can help in that area.
1: That's so incredible, and it just—it's just a reminder also of what teachers do and deal with every single day. It's unbelievable. You must come into work every day feeling so inspired.
2: I, I definitely do. Yeah, I I, I really enjoy um, getting to work with teachers who uh, I think are the most amazing, passionate, hardworking people around.
1: And so, Katie, if people want to get involved with Donors Choose and want to want to look at how they can connect socially with you as well, especially since now you have your new first social hire, very exciting. Uh-huh. Where, should, where should they go? Uh,
2: sure. So, you know, just our website, donorschoose.org, is, um, is the best spot to go. We have all of our uh, social links on our homepage, so they're very easy to find. And I think the, you know, two of the greatest things people can do, one is tell teachers they know who need supplies about our site. And the second is if they have even $5 to spare supporting a a classroom in need. That's
1: incredible. And so I hope we get the word out through the podcast because it's, it's, it's amazing. And it's amazing what you do. And I love, I really love the story of how you were able to combine your two passions. It's, it's just awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome. I'm so glad to have you on the show today. And where should people connect with you too, if they want to connect with you? Uh,
2: I am on Twitter at, at Katie Bisbee. I'm not the most prolific tweeter, but I
1: always do look at my notifications. So I will reply back if people, but tweet that's me. because you're listening. You see, you're just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't have to be the most prolific tweeter because you're listening and then you will provide content like being on this, this podcast to help others spread the word. Exactly. I love it. See, it's all part of your grand strategy, Katie. <laughs> right. I love it. I love it. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kirpin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com.